0: I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings.
1: You f***ing irritate the shit out of me!
0: I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what.
1: All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm a... Hey, what's going on, LinkedIn peeps? Let's hope this works. I had some problems bringing you the live... At 11 o'clock, like I said I was going to, LinkedIn Live went down, but I am in. I am in, and it is working. I am pumped. Welcome to episode 12 of Gap Sell Keenan, and here's the deal. I am going to let a real salesperson sell to me, and if they can find a problem, and I have, and they can solve it, I will actually buy it, but they have to deal with my critique and criticism. So I am going to bring in Thomas Parbs here in a second. And we're going to see how Tommy can do, trying to gap sell me. So let's see what we got. And Tommy,
0: welcome, baby. Welcome. Thanks, for ha- thanks for having me on, Keenan. Happy Tuesday. Appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to have a chat with you.
1: I got you, baby. I got you. I'm excited to see what you got, see what you can awesome. make happen.
0: Uh, excellent. Hey, Keenan. When, when we chatted uh, earlier, when we tried to get this going, um, we were talking a little bit about skiing, uh, and you're still doing that, right? If, if you don't mind me asking, how many how many feet have you skied so far this year?
1: That's a great question, and I could probably answer it. Watch this. Vale's gonna like this. Although, I can tell you, I've done. Boom. I've done. Uh, in Vale alone, 250,000 vertical feet in 21 days in the mountain. I'm getting lazy. I'm doing less per day, but I I've also skied Zurich for four, uh, Zurich, uh, Saint Moritz last week for four days, and then I skied uh, this past weekend. I skied Telluride for two days, so I'm at, and then I week before that I skied Aspen for two days, so I'm actually at 30 or 29 or 30 days, and I probably got about.
0: 300,000, 325,000 vertical feet. Gotcha. I, and that's that's a lot more than I would do, right? Uh, uh, cutting a pizza down the bunny hill. Um, <laughs> it, now, now you do that not just because you love it, but I think you do that uh, it, at least, I guess my question is, you're not doing it just because you love it. I mean, I know you're PSI uh, level two, right? So better than 99% of probably anybody else. But I think it's important for you, right? Like to keep your skills up and make sure that you're 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 doing what you need to be doing with that.
1: Actually, I I chose not to teach this year. First okay. year in fifteen years, I chose not to teach. Um, my daughters are getting better, um, and they're in, they're They're competing now all over the state. That's why I was in Telluride this weekend and Aspen two weekends ago. Um, they're really good. Um, my youngest is is really really good. She's just through her, her first three sixty in um, in competition. So they're mogul skiers. And she threw her first 360 in Moguls, um, and it is a nine-year-old girl that puts her three years ahead of mo- – there's no other nine-year-old girl that she's competed with so far that's thrown a heli or thrown a 360. There's one 10-year-old girl that does, but she's the only one at nine. She she um, placed ninth out of 25 or 30 girls this past weekend Um, and she was the youngest at nine and the oldest was 15. Most of the girls were 13, 14 and 15 and she was nine and she plays ninth. So she's borderline phenom. I'm afraid to to go that (laughs) far, but for her age, she is way. Yeah. So that's why I stopped teaching. I'm spending more time with my girls.
0: Yeah. But I think you're still right. Is it safe to say that I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing is chances are you're probably doing some coaching. Uh, for her and your daughters while they're on the slopes, right?
1: I, I try, yes, but I try to I, I don't I, I don't wanna be what's that dude's name? Baller, uh big baller. What was his three kids' names? Um I
0: can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, Lakers, the Lakers, uh the, the ball uh, for Lorenzo Ball, right? Lorenzo Ball. Okay. I don't want to be their dad. Yeah. I don't wanna be that asshole. So I let I the coach do most of it. Like I know how to uh, ski, I ski well, but I try to like, okay, you decide, Brad. But yes, I still wanna be do what I'm doing.
0: And, and we kind of talked about that. So like me being a military person, right? I apply a lot of that military training into my business life. And I think you apply a lot of, or at least you mentioned earlier, you, you also tend to apply some of what you learned through skiing and teaching. It has a lot of the applications within even your own business when you're working with companies. Is that a fair, is that a fair statement? Yeah.
1: Yeah. To a certain awesome. degree. Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm big in what's called situational knowledge. And anytime something can provide value in another area, I'll leverage it.
0: I think that's awesome. And that's, that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, Keenan, so a sales guy. I mean, if sales acceleration is coffee, you guys are the Red Bull. Uh, that is the, the mission statement, right? Which makes sense. Which makes sense when we are getting ready. You're like, Hey, let me go grab a, go grab a Red Bull, but tell me a little bit about that. Uh, from what I can see on LinkedIn, there's you, there's Rachel, you've got Danielle, the amazing Danielle. Uh, you've got, uh, Brady. And I apologize mm-hmm. if I said her name wrong. Oh, you is nailed. It? Happy. Is there is there anyone else uh, that have, you have on the team for a sales we guy? Have
1: three, we have three more, but they're well, I shouldn't say but we have three more, however, they're um uh
0: independent. Independent contractors, I got like ten mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Um I heard from one of your last uh live video calls here the tools that you're using for your sales team, right? I know I think you're using Salesforce. Is that correct? Yes. And I know that you're using Outreach uh, for um, uh, for cadences, running yeah. you know your steps, things of that nature. I heard that was a bit of a, a pain pain in the butt uh, getting that implemented. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I love it. It just took a while to get up and get going, but it's great.
0: Are there any other tools that you're using for uh, for the business that you're giving to their, their team?
1: Uh, yeah, we use HubSpot. Um, uh, LinkedIn Navigator. Um, shit, I should know our stack. Um, Outreach, Salesforce. I'm sure I'm missing something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Canva, Bomb Bomb. Yeah, yeah. Bomb Bomb, Canva. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's others.
0: So you're utilizing those tools, not just for your own sales acceleration, but if I'm understanding it correctly, it sounds like. How are you engaging with the people that you're trying to engage with? Um, Now, are those people that are coming in from your internet leads? Are you giving leads to your reps and say, hey, go cold call them, go run your cadences? Tell me a little bit about how you're doing it right now uh, as a sales guy to help you achieve the engagement and reach that you're looking for.
1: So we leverage outreach and we build uh, sequences, right? We have sequences for different types of of buyers and buyer situations. We use HubSpot and create lots of content where people can download the content. And so we get marketing ready leads, if you will, MQ- MQLs. Uh, those MQLs then turn to sales ready leads after a certain point of time or score. Um, we leverage a lot of social media. Um, I create tons of content and social media like everybody watching here. And then people reach out to me or Rachel via DM, um, yeah. we Instagram, um, I don't know, is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, that's that's a great question. So all of those different channels, like if they reach out to you on LinkedIn, if they reach out to you on Facebook Messenger, if they were to reach out to you on Instagram, none of that information is flowing into your Salesforce unless it's manually put in there, correct? So if I text you, like when we were texting with each other before this call, or if I text with Rachel, or if I engage with her on Instagram, that's not living inside of your Salesforce. Am no. correct? No. Okay. And I think one of the things that I learned from you a long time ago, you've you always been uh, a big believer and if you can't observe it, then you can't describe it. And certainly you can't prescribe what good looks like and what's working, what's not working. And I remember that from a keynote. Okay. Um, So I guess my question is, is the team text messaging right now within your business, inside of Salesforce or is it just off the cuff using your own personal cell phones?
1: Uh, No, no, it's off, it's on the phone.
0: Gotcha. So on on the cell phones, if I understand that correctly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, you have, if I'm understanding, you have different modes of outreach. Uh, you're using outreach, you're using Instagram, you're using social selling, you're using phone calls, you're using voicemails, emails. I get some of those emails too. Um, honestly, don't read all of them. Right. But I think, you know, we understand how email is. So what is the goal that you have for a sales guy? Uh, you have five people now, or pardon me, I think you have uh, about five to eight people now. Uh, is the goal is you get to ten people, twenty people, thirty people? Yeah. Uh, and that's a scale. So if I can ask you an important question here, Tina, why why would somebody choose you, not uh, you know Craig Kleeman, not John Barrows, right? The, uh, not the Sandler training or Challenger training. Why is it that they're taking gap selling training? Why is it they're choosing a sales guy now?
1: I'm going to be nice, but I'm not going to be, so that's a fucking stupid question. Guys, <laughs> with all due respect, right? I, and I'm doing this as a lesson as a salesperson, right? You don't want to ask a buyer why their competition would choose them and make the buyer defend their position, right? Sure. You kind of, like you you, you could ask a question like, what is your major differentiator, right? Yeah. Like, Or you might ask them to say, you know, when you look at your traditional client, um, you know, what type of people normally gravitate to you and why, right? There's a much softer way to ask that question. And I'm not entirely opposed to that question, but I blurted it in now because that I think you're way too ahead of the game on that question. Like, like sure. where are you going with that? No matter what I answered, what were you gonna do with that information? I'm gonna just give you an answer just for the grins and giggles so you can keep going. But sure. it, it, it's it's the value and the quality of gap selling. It's better. Um, and I love John, so I'm just making up because I don't want John Barrow to think I, you know, I love John and I know Cleaver. Um, it's the energy of the company and it's the fact that it's a it's a um, a repeatable process that other people have seen tremendous value from. They've, sure. never up.
0: They've And I pre- and thank you very much for the feedback. Here's where I was going with that. Um, and I agree with you 100 percent. I probably could have asked that. Um, you know, I'm not going from a script here. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. So I appreciate, uh, the feedback, uh, where I'm going with it is I understand you have a style, uh, I think everybody can see it and there's people that probably love you for that, but there's probably a large swath of customers that you and Rachel and the team are going after that, you know, Miller Hyman's going after that science is going after that John barrels company is going after. Um, and so, uh, when you, one of the things that I, that. Uh, I take away from you, Keenan, in your book, Not Taught, is reach is the most important asset or most valuable asset that you could have. That's one of the things that I think all of us have learned from you. Um, but is it safe to say that it's not just reaching somebody, it's keeping them engaged? So if you're not engaged with somebody that's not loyal to your brand, like you, Keenan. Uh, how do you win them uh, versus maybe, let's say one of your competitors that may be more engaged with them? Um, does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. So so here's my next piece of feedback,
0: okay? <clears throat> what, well, I'm, ha,
1: have you read Gap Selling yet or just not taught?
0: No, I both.
1: Okay, so here's my question to you and everybody listening because this is the, I'm learning through these and all the trainings I do and everything, it's the hardest part for people. What problem are you trying to find right now, Tom?
0: So the problem that I'm trying to go after and, and one of the, the takeaways that I, I, I've always gotten from you, Keenan, is I don't want to make the assumption that I know what the challenges are when you're talking about management consulting um there's some key things like you're com- it's a competitive business right why keenan not you know Corey and, and and hillman right or or why keenan or why a sales guy versus xyz company yep. um but not only that once you get those customers and again I, from experience and working with other manager or pardon me other management consultants people like yourself keenan is it's not just keeping those customers you're gonna have people loyal to that brand how do you keep them engaged? Because, you know, what's the next shiny okay, thing? So, right?
1: so, he, so, so you're, you're, you're really attached to the product, which is okay. But even as you're answering my question, you're having a hard time zeroing in. What did you do a pick chart when you read <clears throat> when you read gap selling? Did you do a pick chart? Yes. Okay. What problem do you hope that I have that you want to find that I have you can solve? Uh,
0: gaining more customers. I, I, that's not risk. a problem.
1: See, this is interesting. Everybody pay attention to this. It's not an uncommon statement. When you say something like gaining more, that's not a problem. That's future state, right? Gaining sure. more. So, you, so so flip it.
0: What's the actual problem? Losing the current client basis that you have, the hole in your profit bucket.
1: Okay. So I'll, I'll sort of trend in that direction. So if it's losing customers I have, you don't solve that universally, right? You solve that in one particular
0: area. Am I correct? In in keeping them engaged. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and how do you do that?
0: Through text messaging.
1: Okay. So it's it's not losing customers in, in totality. It's in a very small area. So more specifically, what
0: problem do you solve and where do you solve it? Uh, so you mentioned that you're text messaging right now, but nothing is inside of your CRM. So my question to you is: Do you know if you're texting compliantly? Do you know that that text you or Rachel sent could be worth a twenty-five thousand dollars fine? Are you aware no, of that? I
1: Have no idea. I have no idea. No one's ever called me. Not concerned about it. Even if it's something real, it, it's not even on my radar.
0: No, understandable. Um, but if and I didn't do the study. Twilio did the study. Salesforce did the study. Ninety percent of our customers, all of us in business. Uh, our customers with a mobile channel are willing to pay us more for our products and service and stay with you longer They're more loyal to you if you can provide it. them got a mobile brand.
1: Okay, so you're selling me on a future state again Sure, right? So I want to coach you to bring me back into a current state. Remember okay. I have, Yep. I have to have some problem or Opportunity that I feel like I'm not getting or can't get to before you can get me locked
0: in on. Oh, yeah Yeah, I, I like where this is going Sure, um, so if I may ask the question, Kenan, uh, what is your current uh, uh, phone call to meeting conversion rate?
1: Hey, now that's a good question. Phone call to meeting. So do you mean like from an outreach perspective, like how many calls do we make before someone gets back to us?
0: Yeah, how many calls, I guess maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, more directly, how many calls does it take before you actually connect with whoever that persona is you're trying to connect?
1: That's a great question um, if you're listening, Rachel send me that because I don't know I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it from calls to total outreach because in a okay. sequence in a sequence we'll do an email we'll do a call we'll do a LinkedIn right so
0: yeah I, I'm, gonna
1: say, I'm gonna say shit 10 to 12 I guess Rachel if you're paying attention you know what it is let me know
0: that's that's not out of the ordinary. Let me ask you another question: How many meetings do you have to run before you finally get that yes, that sale? Let's just simplify it and say, I run X amount of meetings to get one deal.
1: I think once once we get them engaged and they turn into an opportunity, I'm going to give you throw you a bone here. Our average sales cycle is about 45 days, and depending on the size, it's about. Four or five touches, like four or five meetings. You know, first we go through the discovery, um, then we offer the solution, <clears throat> then they come back with questions, um, then we try to find dates, and it moves pretty quickly.
0: That's good. What's your sit rate? Our what? Your sit rate. How many meetings does it take for you to actually? So, for example, if you had ten meetings booked, how many of them actually sit?
1: Oh, you mean show up? Yes. Oh, so I never heard that term before. Show up. Uh, I think, okay, nothing's 100%. I'm going to say like 95 We don't have a lot of people who don't show up.
0: Okay. Why is that, if I may ask?
1: I'm going to guess because right now we don't have an SDR team, and so we don't have people running around asking, um, you know, pounding the phone, trying to get through 100 people a day and just set a meeting for any reason, number one. Number two, gap selling doesn't let you set a meeting around a product it sets a meeting around a problem. So when we do get someone on the phone, there's an actual specific problem that they wanna solve or wanna talk about. And so it's really hard for people to abandon a call or not show up when they know the topic of the call is to talk about their problem, not to feel pitched or feel pressured into saying yes for a meeting that
0: they don't really wanna take. Gotcha. And so they're more inclined because you're focusing on a problem to show up to talk about those problems or how that fire can be put out. Am I understanding that Yeah. better? Yep. Okay. Um, and do you do any outreach to them for that particular meeting? Like, hey, just a reminder, our meeting's coming up tomorrow, or hey, in an hour, our meeting is coming up.
1: Uh, no, I don't believe so.
0: <clears throat> and so, as you scale uh, a sales guy um, from where you're at, you're at right now. I think I saw something. You're trying to hire more people. You're trying to scale more people. Uh, from where you are right now, I think you have. You know, great. Uh, without knowing what your numbers are, right? As far as conversion numbers, how many touches no, it took I, to actually I, I get the you, meeting
1: Wait, wait. I'm gonna help you. Out. I'm gonna throw you a bone again. Don't go into the future state. If you just said, I don't know your conversion numbers, ask me again. Okay. But what conversion numbers do you want to know?
0: So I want to know uh, of how many total meetings you have to book to get a sale. Like, what's your what's your close rate on your meeting
1: From first meeting to, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's about, it's uh, 38%. 38.
0: So so just if I round that off, for every 10 opportunities you have to do business with somebody, you're closing four of those opportunities. Yep. Why do you think that is?
1: You got to ask that question different. Well, I mean, it, why do I think, because... Is like, are you suggesting it's low? Or are you suggesting that it's high? Why do I think it's 40%? Like that, I don't know how to answer that question.
0: I, I, I'll I, rephrase. Um, at 40%, um, why do you think that that number can be higher? Four out of 10. 40% is pretty good from a close rate.
1: Um, <clears throat> I don't know the
0: answer to that. Okay let me ask you another question of the six that you don't win. What do you think happened in those particular situations that you didn't win the deal?
1: Um,
0: or maybe I uh, asked differently. What could you have done differently as you look back at the game tape?
1: Um, good question. I think, a l- look, I think we lose for a lot of different reasons. Um, We've lost sometimes, we lost one recently because I wasn't a cultural fit. <laughs> so half the company absolutely positively loved me. HR got involved, went out and saw some of my videos, like there's no way we can bring this guy in. He's not a cultural fit. will upset some people. So there's one, shit happens, right? Um, other times um, they decided not to move forward at all because they just felt they would have a particular reason, you know, uh, no decision. Um, sometimes... Um, we lose to the competition. Uh, one of the things is we lose. Nah, we're not really losing. One of the biggest challenges we have now is just scalability. We have big, big companies wanting to work with us, and, and it's you know we're still growing as quickly as we can, but sometimes it's hard to execute. Um, but none of it has to
0: do with communication. Tom, if you don't if you don't mind me asking, uh, you, you mentioned scalability. If I heard you correctly, that's a challenge. Tell me a little bit more about that. Why is scalability a challenge? For- just, just,
1: just. I, you know, when I,
0: when someone comes to us
1: and says, "Look, we have 500 people. We want you to train." Uh, we don't we don't put 500 people in a room. We just won't do that. There's there's no value yeah. in that. So all of a sudden they're looking at us and saying, "Well, wait a minute. You're gonna need to do you know 20 um, 20 trainings over a three month period, flying all over the country." They're like, "Ah, that might be a lot for us." And they start looking at the price of that, and they're like, "Holy crap!" So, you know, we just we don't have multiple. Um, um trainers right now that we can split it up and etc so it's, it's it's just a resource issue you know we're selling blew up faster than we think we realized it was gonna
0: <laughs> so yeah um and again keenan not to put words in your mouth but it it almost sounds like it's not just the scalability you also kind of touched on you don't have enough people so is hiring and ramping up and we're doing and all that right now. even your own company uh cha- you know what are the challenges you're facing with that is it not happening fast enough
1: uh, you know, look, it's a good economy hiring good people's bad. was, I mean, difficult, was super picky, but okay. So here, I think you're off. I think you're moving too far off. Here's my take on what you have for product. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if I'm wrong. You allow for texting inside of um inside of um uh
0: Salesforce. Salesforce, right? Yeah, which
1: sir. means so that really the true value you bring is another mode to connect with a buyer. You right? are correct. So, so I would have, I would have stayed on the whole process about what happens when someone doesn't get back with you an email right? so, so there's, 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 I would I would have chunked this down into the different stages of the process. I would sure. have first I would have first looked at how are you doing um, uh, the outreach and the cold to get someone on the phone in the first place? Now do you guys allow integration with outreach that I could add SMS into my cadence?
0: Yes. Compliant okay. texting in that cadence. Yep, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great. Couldn't care for less, but great. Okay. So good. <clears throat> so I would have started there. I would have said, Keenan, walk me through one of your cadences. You told me that you use email, phone call, LinkedIn, etc. Have you ever considered using text? Where do you use text? When you, I told you I get 12, of 12 touches. Does, do you have evidence or data that suggests that SMS gets a better, um, uh, response?
0: Absolutely. It's okay. got a, Fifty plus percent response rate. Okay,
1: so right there, right there, you found a problem. When I said to you it could take up to ten to twelve touches before someone gets back to us, you said, wait, yep. hey, Kenan, I can give you text messages inside of outreach because you said you don't do that, correct?" And you and I say, "Yes, I can get you text message inside of outreach, and you For can add, and I, you can add that to your cadence. Then you could have said." success uh industry shit uh data has shown it's got a 50 percent return rate so i believe you get me thinking that i can reduce that and get some of these people responding to you before the end of the whole cadence right so i yep. would have done that then i would have went in and said okay keenan once you get them in how many times has someone gone dark that's, great. that's a real problem like that's a fucking problem and if you don't have that in your pick I think you're missing an opportunity, my man. Like I think one of the, if if your response rates are as good as you say, then uh, getting people who go dark to come back is a huge value add for you, and it's a problem that people face. Can you agree with that? I agree. So if I'm so if you can get me to say that people go dark, and that text messaging can get them from go get them back at a higher rate than traditional modes, you got my attention again, right? So then you can talk about how you can get um, when people aren't getting back to your calls and people aren't getting <coughs> getting back to your emails, we can show you how text message can get these people back into the fold or at least get them back in to close the deal and get the opportunity out faster, right? Then you can say when you, here's, that's two problems I've thrown at you. Now, the third one is when you do text and your salesperson's texting, Keenan, do you see any of that communication? No. What happens if that person leaves and they have all this text information with existing clients and or um, uh, uh, existing prospects that you're trying to close and they leave? What do you do with that? I can't do anything with it. I I don't even see it, right? Then you might even say, how much they even text? Well, I don't even know if they text, but so now you get them to text even more. So now I said to you, I can't see it. If they leave, it's a fucking problem. And that doesn't make me comfortable. So now you got three problems that you can solve. Yep. And you get me talking about those problems.
0: And it's all focused on the current state.
1: Yes, the current state, the current state, the current state. Yes, right? Sir. Then you can start bringing me into the future state. Then you can start shouting. So you can say, Keenan, if you could get X amount, I don't know what the number is, you get X amount of people to respond to you faster and get them out of the pipeline or get them closed. Do you see how that would help you accelerate your growth here? Do you see how that would get you boy faster where you want to go? Either I do or I don't. But if I don't, you can walk me through why. But you've yeah. got to, got to, everybody listening, you've got to get me connected to a current state problem that I want to fucking solve. You like it, it, talking about all, look, it sounds dumb and it's a stupid analogy, but if I'm married to the most amazing person in the world, right? And you come at me you're like, hey, man, I can get you a date with Kate Upton and she's beautiful and she's this and she's a model and she's rich and she's super smart and blah, blah. I don't care, I don't have a problem, right? I'm happily married. So all of this great stuff you're painting in the future is amazing, but I don't have a problem to fill. Does that make any sense?
0: Makes 100% sense.
1: All right, cause you, you are, you're like this. So I'm making sure <laughs> I have, you're a Marine.
0: <laughs> I know I haven't scared <laughs> you. No, yeah, I, just, I'm painted that this is this is great stuff and it's, you know i'll tell you like uh and this stuff i talk about with my team and and uh you know to eat to hear the feedback right the coaching that you're saying it's like gosh i talk about this um you know but but actually doing it like it's it's you know practice make well, i learned this from you too practice makes permanent not right. perfect it makes permanent. that healthy repetition of doing it over and over and over And th- those are questions that i would normally ask um but i didn't deliver on those but But let me ask you, uh, if it takes you 12 touches to reach out to somebody, why not incorporate a text on step three, touch number three on day one and get an instant.
1: I am absolutely intrigued. You may make a sale, not on this call, but I am absolutely intrigued because I believe in text messaging. And I I believe it's a great (coughs) way to connect with people. I would have questions around, not privacy, but intrusion. Like, you know, I'm not, I'd have some questions around the impact of someone getting a cold text you know what I'm saying, in our outreach. So I would want your expertise and guidance, how you would build that into an outreach thing that people don't feel is intrusive and like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't mean. So I'd have questions around all of that. And yep. so what we earned today is an opportunity to um, set up another meeting and for us to dig in deeper and see how we could use this and address some of my concerns. Sold on the idea of text messaging. Love the idea that I can get it inside of... of, um, of- Salesforce. Salesforce. Love the idea of using it in the sales process. Yep. I like the concept of using it in the um, outreach or prospecting stage. we got a lot of concerns and questions around that. So you want a second meeting, but here's the final piece of advice for you. Do a pick and get better understanding of the actual problems you solve. I don't think you have a clear understanding of that. It is not text messaging that's not a problem it is not more sales it is not a need to engage those aren't problems right those are all the impacts of a particular problem so in my case in my case from what i've heard and i'll share more if i learn more the some of the problems you solve are customers going dark right Yeah. ineffective outreach programs with people not responding right um uh, low touch responses and then what was the other one i said oh inability to track and engage with people who are text messaging already so if you ask a question of someone are, is your sales team text messaging in the, with their clients and customers like i would literally do this is your sales team texting with clients and customers yes great how many sales people do you have 17 great where are they texting are they texting in the in the, in the the outreach and prospecting stage? Are they texting in the early stage of the sales process? Are they texting at the close? Where are they texting? Based on where they told me they're texting, then I'm gonna say, let's say they say at the close, great. How, do you see that as the sales manager sales leader, do you see what's happening there? No. What do you think is happening at the close? I have no idea. Yeah. What do you see value in seeing what your sales team is texting to a buyer at the end of the close?
0: You know, Keenan, that's, that's a, such a valid point. Honestly, when I ask that question, I think studies, it's like 20% of sales leaders think that their salespeople are texting. However, if you ask a salesperson that question, it's like 70, 80% are like, fuck yeah, I'm te- texting. So there's such a huge disparity and nobody knows. So people can't observe it, right? From a, from a management standpoint, if you can't observe, you can't describe, you can't prescribe. Um, and then how can people absorb and apply, right? the best practices to use. And I think, you know, uh, that's, that's a great point I'd love to keep chatting with you about.
1: Yeah, so dig in there, right? And then I would do I have a whole nother set of questions around if it happens at the beginning of the sales cycle, right? So I, I think those are three main problems you solve that come out. <clears throat> and therefore you and your sales team, when you get on a phone with someone like me, whether it's a prospecting call, whether it's a, 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 a first 15 minute meeting, whatever, you mm-hmm. go find one of those three problems, and it, then you define it. And if you can't find the problem, let them go. But all yep. that other questioning you asked me, go watch this again and see how little of that actually got you to get me to a problem. You were, like, you just weren't taking me down a problem route.
0: Yep. Okay? No, 100%, and I appreciate the, uh, the feedback. Uh, but I that's why we That's why we have game tape. All right, beautiful. So was this helpful? This was uh, very helpful for me. Good. And I appreciate it, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I don't know if you wanna do this live, but Keenan, uh, for that next meeting, I've got my calendar up, if you can grab yours, we can get that set real quick. Okay, so Danielle has my calendar,
1: she manages that. So I love okay. the enthusiasm. Uh, hit me up on a DM and I'll copy her, or, Dan- or D- well, I'm gonna throw it out there to everybody. So just hit me a DM and I'll give you the number, or, or connect you to, um, and she'll get a set, all right? Um, yep, that's everybody- good. Yes, and so, look, you did it, you got a second meeting, right? You got a second meeting. You, you, you got it because you got a cool technology. You didn't really get sell me there, but you got there in the end. So, And everybody else listening, if you want text messaging in your team text messaging, you want to make sure that shit's captured like every other medium your team uses, you might want to call these guys SMS what? Magic. SMS magic.
0: Call them. Hey, Keenan, can I add? It's not just texting. It's Instagram. It's WhatsApp. It's Facebook Messenger all in your sales stores. I'll leave you with that. Oh, look at
1: that. Oh, what about my LinkedIn? Does my LinkedIn get in there too?
0: Not yet, but uh, we're working on it.
1: All right. Look, this is an interesting little product. So learn to problem-centric sell it, bro, and you're going to sell a shitload more. To everybody else watching, thank you for watching. We had a good group today. Listen up. If you want to gap sell me and you have something that can solve a problem I have, I will buy it. But you got to be prepared to be schooled on how to gap sell. All right, everybody. You know what I'm going to say? Thank you, my man, Tommy. Thank you guys for paying attention. Until next you, time. Keenan. Peace. I'm out. All I hear go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something.